0: Warning, Mr. Cole and Mr. Rasner are not historians, journalists, or socialists. In the course of this episode, they will use profanity, consume alcohol, make inaccurate claims, and discuss violent and disturbing acts. Fact-checking and listener discretion is advised. Welcome to 84 ounces to freedom i am mr cole i am not a mechanic after my adventures yesterday uh, but i fixed the car so
1: in in whatever. the in the auto parts store parking lot which gets you extra points i believe it's technically against the rules i think that it's officially discouraged they don't like it but i've done it
0: um they seemed okay with it
1: yeah
0: uh and uh they were my toolbox, so every time I needed something, I came in and bought it. So they liked that part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, got it handled, and uh, you know, this is my co-host.
1: I'm Mr. Rasner. We talk trucks, and only trucks. Welcome to Truck Talk.
0: I Believe it. Would you consider that a truck? It's an Isuzu Rodeo?
1: Nah, it's solidly in the SUV department. Oh yeah, definitely. But we're sitting in a three-quarter ton right now, sipping yeah. adult beverages, air conditioning's going on there cab over camper. It's truck as fuck out here.
0: So I didn't print out uh, the documents that you sent to me, but you did send me a couple interesting um, stories.
1: Just easy fodder. I I just happened to see those in the, in the leading up to us planning on talking today. And it was sort of like in our wheelhouse. So I said, ah, let's see if he reads that. We something fun to talk about. I can get them back up on my phone screen in just a few seconds. So I know the
0: one guy was um, arrested for a botched castration. Yeah.
1: Unbelievable.
0: So apparently uh, on the dark web where you can get anything you want done and satisfy any fetish uh, this guy um, has been known to successfully castrate cats and dogs and uh, you can get him to castrate you. But apparently it went drastically wrong and they had to call 911, send the guy to the hospital, and uh, apparently he's being prosecuted for uh, acting as a doctor without a license.
1: And this, this had shades of episode one. Yeah. When I read it, all I could think of was the, uh, the cannibal of demeanor or some weird German place.
0: We were just talking, my dad and I were just talking about that because there's another podcast that just covered it and he said it's more graphic than Monstro was. I'm like, oh my gosh, Uh, I can't imagine being even more graphic.
1: Yeah, so.
0: But apparently this guy had um, done it before. He's like, well, you know, I did do another human before and it kind of had the same result. He ended up having to go to the hospital, but that one went unreported and he did not get prosecuted. I guess I should talk about... Um...
1: That's unbelievable. So I, I'm, I'm just looking up the guy's name here. It's unbelievable to me that the first one ended up at the hospital and nurses didn't report it. Yeah. So that means a couple of things to me. All It could just be nursing incompetence, but nurses are taught they certainly must report these things or anything suspicious. So maybe the guy pitched it as an accident and was convincing. Oh, could be. And didn't spill the truth, even though he almost certainly got narcotics and would have been a little bit altered.
0: You know, guys are accidentally doing that to themselves all the time. So right, like what, like where does that? Where do you
1: go with that? I want so badly to know the details of the first case, which is just because I, I work in emergency. It's like I, that that's actually more interesting to me. What went wrong the first time that this guy got away with it?
0: And he's like, you know, he's like, I learned the first time. i got to figure it out now. I know what went wrong. Yeah. Uh, Apparently not.
1: So his name is Gary Van Visek. What do you make of that last name?
0: Visek? It's uh, Russian or German?
1: Yes. It's one of those. Here. Uh, Sherman? I'm trying so hard to highlight it, but I have retarditis. It's kind of like... Is this another German fellow? Like, there's something wrong with...
0: Yeah, it's not spelled like the way we would pronounce a word. You know that they probably
1: pronounce those Y's as V's, as Germans do. Gary Van Weiswick. Ah. Who knows, man. 74 years old. He was not a young chap. And he didn't overpower anyone. This was obviously a voluntary thing.
0: No, this was, uh... uh well, just like the cannibal of Rottenberg, he wanted Rottenberg. someone, yeah. someone to kill him and
1: eat him yeah dude there's some kinky shit out there and the internet is really good at bringing these people together it's a trip man he's creepy too you look at him
0: someone with a boat just pulled into your yard he is very creepy i don't think it's Wyatt, is yeah, it it's totally why ah,
1: okay that's why it's boat at least
0: all right cool <laughs> we're good
1: so anyway that was that was the creepy story of, of the day for the day before yesterday
0: But you had two. The other one was a body parts plant, which I don't know, I never have heard of such a thing.
1: Yeah, so it seems as though there were some people fooled. So these people almost certainly thought they were donating their body to science and that they would be passed along to be a cadaver or for a university study or something. I mean, that's... That's a cool thing that people do, and, and there's there's merit to that. But it seemed to me that the primary crime, like the, the mutilation and stuff they saw was almost secondary. The reason they were raided was because they were selling these body parts for profit.
0: Oh, like, I need a liver. No, like, no, no. Not, not organs? For,
1: not organs. No, no, they were selling them, like, to research. Selling them for research. Oh, so, okay. yeah, you might need a liver to test pharmaceuticals on or something, okay. but Makes not sense. a liver that was going to be put into a person. But this company was taking those donated organs and selling them for like seven hundred bucks or something.
0: Right. So, like, it was just
1: a it was a for profit, and there's no licensing required. Uh,
0: hey, what? Huh? We're just talking about being mechanics. Oh, I feel good. Enough. But wasn't the problem? There was like a vat full of cocks and balls. There was a vat
1: full of cocks and balls. I'll be happy to post oh. that. There was a vat full of cocks Whoa. and balls. And there was also a torso that had had a head sewn onto it. Oh! Frankenstein. I didn't see, I didn't, get,
0: I didn't get through that. Article. So they
1: described it as a full size torso that had had the head that belonged on it removed and a much smaller head sewn onto it. That's just fun. Like, Frank Of course, you're going to do
0: that. Of course, you're going to do that. All these body parts laying around. You
1: just work at this place and you're just bored and like hammered. There's no one around. Ah, I got some needle and thread. Let's make something. Oh my God. Some some awk probably just made it just to like text a picture of it to his buddy just to fuck with his buddy. Oh my buddy. God. Yeah. But it's so disrespectful because like that's like that nursery not like, we were talking about last yeah, week taking yeah, inappropriate
0: pictures. Absolutely. So I am drinking Fogbreaker IPA. An India Pale Ale by Anchor and Anchor Brewing.
1: Anchor Brewing, San Francisco. This is, yes,
0: this is a San Francisco I IPA. Should, I should go
1: get my Anchor whiskey. Dave is... The intermission, I will.
0: Is on the keto.
1: This is Monkey, monkey Shoulder. Oh, I'm on the keto. It's fucked, man. So he's not
0: drinking... I'm, I'm being mean to him drinking this beer right now.
1: And I've, I've, I've worked super hard to get into ketosis, and I finally measured a 1.0 on my keto meter today, if you're into keto you might nice. know what that means so that's like the threshold of it so i can't fuck it up by drinking a beer so i have blended scotch which i don't normally drink this is one of the only ones i do drink
0: and um lots of band-aid flavor there
1: no no this doesn't have the too iodine yeah that so the isla scotches might have some of that iodine this one does not it's more of a highland flavor i would say um, and they, it's called monkey shoulder. So the reason it's called monkey shoulder is actually kind of neat. Um, so they used to turn barley by hand in a large vat with something like a canoe paddle made out of wood. It was just a big stir. I mean, think of the thing that your your spoon that you use to stir when you're making beer with. Sure. But then the vat is like the size of this truck, and and you have guys who just sit there all day and stir with it.
0: Big-shouldered guys.
1: Big-shouldered guys, and it actually caused damage to their body. So have you ever read about the medieval archers whose shoulders and arms became deformed from pulling back the bows?
0: No, but I know that's why Ben Hur always requested to switch sides of the boat. Oh, yeah. To be evenly built. So I've heard that
1: medieval archers... Pulled back bows so hard and so far that it actually eventually deformed their bodies some. I believe it. And so that's what the monkey shoulder is. So guys who would be stirring all day long would actually be crippled at the end of their career, which is probably 35, because who the fuck knows, right? But, um, and they couldn't lift their shoulders anymore. And that, that was called, like, think of like a monkey shoulder. Like, monkeys like run with their shoulders down. Yeah. So that's why this particular blended scotch is called monkey shoulder hardcore it's good and it's inexpensive and i like it
0: all things you want all right i did want to talk about um a podcast i've been listening to i've really enjoyed uh by esther ludlow it's called uh once upon a crime uh it's a great podcast i'm binge listening at this time. I think I'm up to like a level, episode 35 or something. But uh, definitely check it out. Hers are in kind of sections, like she'll do a series on child murderers and it'll be three episodes or sometimes four. Um, There were some interesting uh, music ones on uh, Kurt Cobain from Nirvana and uh, um, a bunch of different, uh, of course John Lennon's in there, you know. There was things I didn't know. I, i You always think you know everything about a subject until you hear someone go deep on it and you're like, wow, I didn't know jack shit. So definitely check it out. Um, Esther does a really good job. It's a great true crime podcast.
1: Nice. Tell me something about Kurt Cobain I don't know.
0: His first band was Fecal Matter. That's interesting. And before Nirvana recorded their first album, he had made tapes and was selling these tapes. Yeah can only imagine what those are worth now
1: yeah they probably very few of them still exist
0: yeah there's probably 10 guys out there that don't even know yeah what that is worth yeah that's true there's probably 10 guys that know exactly what it's worth you know (laughs) but yeah it was interesting um not your not your average true crime and um it's cool goes in she goes into in in depth on things I, i hadn't heard of before so check it out nice What about this um, barbecue event you
1: did? Well...
0: We haven't talked since then.
1: It's true, we haven't. Um, It's called Grillin' on the Green. It's in Lakeport. It's um, a charity event to raise money to maintain a local park called the Westside Community Park. And the hospital where I work is one of the corporate sponsors, sponsors of the event. And a couple of times now... Um, I have cooked as part of a team representing the hospital. Clint cooked with me in 2017. Yes. And um, it's, it's just a good time. We basically, you make food um, 400-ish portions and people come pay $25-ish. I, I don't actually know how much they paid, but somewhere in that ballpark. And then they basically eat all you can eat. They taste everything vote for their favorite. Now in 2017 we won the coveted People's Choice and um, that 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 was pretty much it was fun but it was also unfortunate because there's nowhere to go but down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this year the, the People's Choice, basically all of the awards were won by the same group and It was the local fire department, Station 50 in Lakeport, and they did uh, barbecued oysters. They were very good. Somebody brought me one and I ate it, it was very good. Um, And I I know those guys well because they bring me sick and half-dead people all day long, and um, I like them. So if I had to lose to someone, I'm not embarrassed to lose to them. Their stuff was good, and they're good guys.
0: Dude, I saw <clears throat> what I didn't understand in a picture from it, but when I looked closer at the picture, it was a giant pan full of raspberries. Mm-hmm. So you, you made your sauce right there on the grill? hmm Nice. We did. So um,
1: Mike next door has a raspberry you pick, and he it was kind enough to donate the berries um, we used seven pounds of raspberries he has different kinds of raspberries and I'm I'm not well versed enough to know what was what and they ended up just being picked and sort of jumbled all together so it was a couple different kinds of berries all stages of ripeness from tart to very ripe and sweet because I wasn't picking carefully and I, I had children picking and and Laura's grandpa was picking and he's 93 years old and blind so it doesn't ultimately matter because when you're putting these berries into a barbecue sauce you're going to adjust for sweetness in the end anyway right. so if your berries are tart whatever you're just a little more brown sugar those things out but it's trendy right now to make a barbecue sauce with raspberries and chipotle peppers um i've seen it on a few menus um And that's what we did, and I was very happy with how it came out.
0: Nice.
1: So um, I used canned chipotles and adobo, um, raspberries, brown sugar, uh, onion, garlic, um, and some drippings from the pork belly to kind of smooth it out. And did I use a little corn syrup for shininess? I didn't end up using the corn syrup. But it was nice. I wouldn't change a thing. We tried a couple different sauce recipes and... I tried a couple. You tried some? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I had people tell me what they think.
0: One was fire. I liked it, but the average person that doesn't like hot food may not have liked that. I thought that was damn good, though.
1: I didn't end up straining the seeds out. Um, Might have been a little nicer if I had. We tried to do it at the end there and... The strainer that I brought just wasn't the right tool and it was You need take one with
0: the, those weird hand, crank handles. Probably,
1: yeah. That probably would have been better. It like,
0: it like forces the flesh out and just keeps pushing back the seeds. It's yeah. a crazy machine. You you have one use for it in your lifetime <laughs> and you'll never need it again. You know? I um, think it makes a great mashed potato too, that machine.
1: Probably. The, the event was fun. Uh, it was hot. It was about 95 that day. And I was, like, perched, like, in front of a, a big plancha griddle thing.
0: That thing's nice, by the way.
1: Searing, yeah. I, it is nice. You I,
0: buy a new grill just to be able to get through an event.
1: I know. I was looking for an excuse to buy one anyway.
0: I, f- I found the one I want. It's light. Yours is a four-foot grill? Yeah. The what brand? Camp Chef. So... Those are super fucking nice.
1: Yeah, I was pretty happy but with it.
0: But Blackstone has a three-foot one. Yeah. They also have the four-foot, but they are they have a three-foot one with a gallon deep fryer on the end. Nice. But I was, like, thinking, man, for Blue Lakes, that would be so cool. Yeah.
1: The Blackstones are nice. Um, I, the, uh, they I have them at Kelseyville Lumber, and they have them at Mendo Mill.
0: That's what I make my, uh, that's what I use to make my beer. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I just take the the grill off and my pot goes on there. Wait, on the so
1: you have a flat top griddle top for what the thing? It's like oh, a the by, one. It's
0: yeah. two by two, and then it has the the box two by two, like Weber style grill on the side.
1: Yeah. So working in front of that thing, and we cooked our dicks off. We cooked hard yeah. for hours in the heat. I. I had a couple of dudes cooking with me that I, I I thought I was gonna lose them, man. Like I thought people were gonna start fainting. Plus, we're drinking beer.
0: Dude, at the same time you were doing that, I was at Blue Lakes, and first off, I grilled the bacon-wrapped mini bell peppers with mozzarella cheese in them. But, yeah. You know, and I used, I found the Sweet Baby Ray's hot barbecue sauce, sweet and spicy. Is fucking bomb. <clears throat> but Jamie can't take anything hot right now, so I did half in the normal teriyaki or sesame ginger glaze. You yeah, know, like other, an Asian style. Yeah, is. the other half I did with the barbecue sauce. Yeah. And then I did um, bacon wrapped chili riano dogs. So that's a cheese hot dog with a chili riano on it wrapped with bacon. You've seen me do that a million times. I had
1: it at the uh, Bacon Fest, I
0: think. Then I did ludicrous bergs which my ludicrous bergs have uh, french fried onions in them red onions mushrooms two different kinds of cheese garlic peppers anything I can stuff in there and uh, those were bomb and then I had I had bacon on top of that I did a layer of cheese a chili relleno pepper cheese bacon cheese again so they, they were ludicrous burgers, and then finally You put like a layer of spicy mustard on this meat dip it into um, black and white sesame seeds and throw it straight to the grill ahi tuna off the grill with a the coleslaw I made was zucchini ginger or not zucchini I'm sorry cucumber I have a a thing that makes noodles out of vegetables Hmm. so instead of cabbage i had cucumber mm. strands red onion ginger garlic and that ginger. was that was in seasoned rice vinegar yeah because it gives you a little of that spice, spice yeah. but it's not hot
1: yeah
0: uh, man ahi tuna burgers i should have just done that fuck everything else
1: sounds good man i need all that
0: i was not in a competition i was just cooking for free
1: you were just cooking your dick and off. my
0: corona was gone really fast because it was super hot
1: yeah yeah, I, um, I I, drank a lot of beers that day, but um, it was fun. It was just a bit hot. I, I, I'm going to talk with Cindy, who runs this event every year. She's delightful. She's totally reasonable, and maybe just suggest that they do it in June instead of August. Yeah. I mean, I get that you want the, the daylight late into the evening, but we had that in June, and we had how many... Seventy degree days in June. Dude,
0: sometimes you can pull it off in May, but you never know with the rain.
1: Yeah, but June, you are safe. Like around June fifteenth or something, maybe a little bit earlier. I think you'd be totally safe.
0: Dude, when I was a kid here, I remember Aprils because that's my birthday. Yeah. Swimming. Yeah. Because it was ninety degrees. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah. Global warning, man. It's turning all the frogs gay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's something in the drinking water, antibiotics in the groundwater. I don't so know.
0: <clears throat> you got a choice. I have a story about a medical serial killer duo.
1: The duos are always my favorite.
0: And this is a true story. Or I have my second creepy
1: pasta. Oh, let's do Let's do the creepy pasta now. So, it'll, uh, as I keep drinking I won't read as well
0: You have very little to read There's okay. not a lot of dialogue So anything in quotations you'll read uh, Be aware they're all females
1: I, I, I'm just going to do my normal voice
0: Just do your normal voice and we'll trade off There's some things that are Just in quotations Just read everything in quotes This Spooky tale is called Open an oyster Yeah that sounds like it's close to home Oh we got pages alright this is, I mean, be aware, you know, if you listen to the last episode, you know, the characters I use are, are not based on anyone in real life. <laughs> They're 100% fictional. Any resemblance to anyone you might know is purely, purely coincidence. So, here we go. She got her pink easy up set up and piled tables and materials and boxes under it on the asphalt of the closed street. It was 8.30 a.m. in the middle of July. The temperature was already 85 degrees on this California morning, but it felt like 100 degrees to Stephanie on the unforgiving blacktop. Unloaded, she pulled her blue PT Cruiser out of the event area and parked. The event director had already walked through and said cars had to be unloaded before 9. Pushy bitch thought Stephanie as she walked back to her booth to set up. She was already sweating and thinking she should have worn less makeup. <laughs> she threw up her tables and covered them with off-white tablecloths and began to set up her display of bath bombs. They were color-coordinated to various scents, which included lavender, ocean breeze, lilac, and 12 other scents. They were slightly smaller than a baseball and priced one for $4 or six for 20 guaranteed to make your bathing experience phenomenal, just add hot water and a glass of red wine. Once the bath bombs were set, Stephanie Stephanie began to set up her final and most important table. A blues band began, to, began a sound check in the gazebo behind her. The gazebo was in the center of the grass in Library Park, and a fenced area next to it housed the beer tasting and grilled cheese competition of this festival called rhythm and brews. Stephanie was pissed that the vendors had to bake on the street while the beer pourers and cheese sandwich grillers got to chill on the grass in the shade.
1: Oh well, thought Stephanie. At least there will be some good music.
0: She laid out several different sized shell-shaped dishes, filled them alternately with black and white sand, and placed her silver charms on top of the sand. The charms were in the shape of different animals and mystical shapes. These were able to hold and display a pearl. It could then be attached to a necklace bracelet, or you could buy two and get earrings. This is where the excitement comes in for Stephanie's booths. The pearls were not on display for the customer to pick. They were inside an oyster that Stephanie would shuck, and the color would be a complete surprise. Stephanie got her ladder and attached her sign to the front of her easy up that read,
1: Stephanie's Open an oyster,
0: in pink 12-inch letters. She was open for business just minutes before nine. I need some beer. Ah, okay. Throughout the day, business was good, but not amazing. There were customers walking the street full of vendors, but the larger crowd was at the beer and grilled cheese area that was in the shade on the grass. Who could blame them? She had a little girl that screamed with excitement when her oyster revealed a bright blue pearl that had a strange metallic quality to it. She picked a mermaid charm, attached it to a necklace, and wore it right then and there. A very dour woman showed no emotion as a dark burgundy pearl was revealed. She picked a turtle charm and a bracelet. She asked for a bag as as it was a gift. When Stephanie handed her the bag, the woman walked away without a word. Stephanie called... Thank you. ...after her, but the words fell on the black asphalt and sizzled like a broken promise you like that little dramatic there, huh? <laughs> a group of women, all holding a plastic glass of wine, Stephanie wondered where the wine booth was, all bought an oyster with the same twisted teardrop shape shaped charm. They all picked necklaces that they immediately wore. The group cheered each time an oyster was opened. People started to pay attention to Stephanie's booth, wondering what was going on. What was all the excitement? It became clear that the oldest... Of the group was a mother of the women, and they were trying to cheer her up after the recent passing of her husband and their father. It went from a party like atmosphere to a very emotional experience. When they were walking away one of the daughters squeezed Stephanie's hand and muttered Thanks as a tear appeared beneath her sunglasses. When the woman walked away, Stephanie Stephanie realized she had pressed an additional twenty dollar bill into her hand. Stephanie was just thinking to herself that bath bombs were doing okay, but the oysters were on fire When a short woman limped into her booth She had unruly 24-inch long dreadlocks and wore a black t-shirt that said Cruel and unusual in bold white letters beneath her tattered skirt She wore a pair of LuLaRoe leggings that featured an insect pattern. The insect was unrecognizable, but menacing Her feet were covered covered by dirty white tennis shoes. Her left foot was noticeably swollen.
1: An oyster,
0: croaked the woman. Stephanie began to explain her pricing, but the woman interrupted.
1: Yes, yes, an oyster.
0: Stephanie looked at her a moment and noticed that her right brown eye was slightly milky and aimed at the sky. The other was focused on her intently. Stephanie selected an oyster cut the plastic wrapping and began to shuck it with her oyster knife. As the shell cracked, Stephanie noticed it suddenly felt a little cooler, and the relentless music had stopped.
1: They must have ended the set, or they're switching bands,
0: thought Stephanie. The shell popped open, revealing a gelatinous pile of meat that resembled chewed gum. At that point, Stephanie became aware of the fact that the brilliant sunlight had diminished as if a bank of clouds were amassing above her. The temperature dramatically dropped, and the sweat on Stephanie's body got cold, causing her to shiver. She dug in the meat with the tip of her oyster knife, and a pearl unlike any she had ever seen popped onto the dish filled with white sand. The pearl was flat black with red veins and seemed to pulse with anger. Stephanie looked at her customer that smiled serenely. Everything had become a void except for the woman standing before her. There was no sound, and Stephanie shivered again. It was freezing.
1: It's all over. It's
0: the end. Croaked the woman, as even she began to disappear into the nothingness. Her dread squirmed ominously in the glowing shadow, and the strange insects on her leggings appeared to be eating human babies with sadistic joy. Stephanie felt felt faint in the increasing cold... Of the blackened environment, her vi- vision began to fail as she felt the wings of f- panic flapping quickly in her chest. The woman raised her finger and spoke in a desolate voice that time forgot. Shark. Stephanie was able to mumble, "Huh," as a cosmic switch was flipped. The sun was beating down again. Blue's Rock was raging behind her. What happened to be the worst version of "Sweet Child of Mine" that Stephanie had ever heard. <laughs> and the noise of the sounding, surrounding mass of humanity returned. The woman said in a strangely smooth voice,
1: I'll take the shark charm.
0: Stephanie placed the pearl into the shark charm's tooth-filled maw. All right, I'll see you in a little bit. She noticed that the woman wasn't cross-eyed at all. Both her feet looked the same size, although the laces of her dirty tennis shoes were untied, and her dreadlocks weren't moving at all. The insects were no longer devouring infants on her leggings, either. The incense insects were recognizable as comical praying mantises that were smiling and holding hands. Stephanie asked in a dazed voice,
1: Necklace? Bracelet? Or ear... You rings? To, you have to
0: break in on yourself there.
1: No, no. Oh, no, no. Just the charm.
0: Said the woman pleasantly. Stephanie gave it to her, and the woman walked away, no limp anymore. But she did slightly trip on her laces. At the edge of the booth, she turned back, holding up the shark charm and the black pearl, and the dark voice returned as she cackled,
1: Swallower of
0: worlds. Then she broke into hysterical laughter. Her right eye had gone all crazy again. Her deconjugate gaze made Stephanie feel a wave of fear, and the insane laughter made it even worse. The woman moved on, but Stephanie was distracted by the exa- insane laughter that still reached her ears as the dreadful woman increased the distance. She was shocked out of her trance when she felt a tug on her hand. Stephanie looked down at a seven-year-old girl that was tugging her hand. I want one, exclaimed the little girl. Stephanie noticed the girl's mother was right beside her and looking at bath bombs. She regained her composure and said, Sure. Smiling at the little girl, she let the little girl pick the oyster. The mother was drawn away from the bath bombs, and she and her daughter watched intently as Stephanie popped open the hatch on the oyster. The three were stunned into silence as they saw that the half shell was filled with blood. Floating on top was a human tooth that had a small black cavity and the tip of a pinky finger. The nail was torn in half and still bleeding. The little girl broke the silence with a piercing scream. Then, the bath bombs began to explode. <laughs> Creepy pasta number two, what do you think?
1: There were some oddly specific references in there.
0: Purely coincidental.
1: Purely coincidental and oddly, oddly specific.
0: So, as you know, this seemingly has nothing to do with our heroes from episode one, Bryce and Johan. But you should know, they return in episode 3. Nice. And it will be purely focused on them. <laughs> and you gotta wonder, are we gonna hear from Stephanie again, or the little girl, or mom? I mean, bath bomb explosions are cataclysmic. <laughs> you imagine you're surrounded by hundreds, hundreds of them.
1: Somebody needs to make them illegal.
0: I mean, how do they explode? Was it accidentally the wrong chemical used? It just got too hot on the street? I mean, I don't know.
1: These things have been shown by the state of cancer to cause in California.
0: Some strange demon world fr- woman from another world. Who knows? Will you see more from Stephanie? Yes. Nice. But first, we'll hear from Johan and Bryce next week. I miss Johan. Yeah, you know, he is a good guy.
1: Yeah, Johan's a good man.
0: I hear he's a libertarian. <laughs> Gary Johnson supporter
1: Nice. Yeah, as I'm
0: wearing
1: my Gary Johnson <laughs> shirts. <laughs> nice. Well, that was fun.
0: Yeah, we'll have a little more dialogue next time. Also, I was uh, picking some berries myself the other day with our friendly neighborhood berry farm owner. Yeah. Who, uh, Mike says he's been severely busy and can't do anything. And uh, kind of explain to him what we're doing here. You know this next episode with Bryce and Johan introduces a third character. Oh, is he in it? So, it might be helpful to have a third voice, perhaps. Alright. Read the part of, uh... I believe his name is Wallace. Nice. I think.
1: Does he, uh... Does he have any characteristics that might... Be coincidentally,
0: I think he, resembling of it. You know, we know, he always wanted to retire and own a berry farm.
1: Oh, but
0: being that you know all his years in service to the government and um, their psychological attacks after he left, he hasn't been able to focus on that. Okay, you know, it's a definite bring your tinfoil hat episode. Yeah. It's in honor of. Uh, I never his, leave home without it. I, who I just quoted? What's his name? Alex Jones. Yeah, it's, it's an Alex Jones episode
1: for uh, sure. Okay, I gotcha.
0: It's gonna be fun. Nice. And then, uh, the next time we see Stephanie, this was pretty long. You feel like that was pretty long?
1: It, it, it was. It went fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bri- I don't know if I'd
1: go any longer.
0: Bryce and Johan, The first one was like a page. This is like two. A little over two pages. Yeah, I think the next. I think the next Johan and Bryce one is about this size. Okay. I think the next Stephanie one is twice this size. Oh. It. There's a lot of. Stephanie's I don't know.
1: very long form.
0: It. It's. Um, we introduce a new character, Karen. Uh-huh. And,
1: uh huh.
0: And Stephanie's definitely changed from her. I just gave away that she lived. God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna quit talking about this stuff until it comes
1: people can die and then come back to life. I've, I've seen Pet Cemetery, It's a
0: thing. I used to watch uh, Days of Our Lives when I was a kid, so yeah, I learned that there.
1: <laughs> nice. So, this weekend, there is a cobbler contest at the Blackberry Festival. What? On Cobb. And Laura picked approximately 20 pounds of blackberries next door a few days back and i'm gonna make a blackberry cobbler and submit it
0: put bacon in it
1: i'm going to you'll win and bourbon
0: are you yeah bacon bourbon.
1: the particular recipe that we were watching was from food wishes and on youtube it's it's amazing you should watch food wishes but at the end on the cobbler you put the crust down and then to make a crispy sugary top, basically you sprinkle white sugar all over it and before this is before you put it in the oven and then you almost make the sugar into like a slurry like sugar and water with heat added ends up like candy where it right. crisps and breaks so you sprinkle white sugar all over then you take a squirt bottle and squirts water all over the top of it and then puts it in the oven and bakes it. In them. smart why, why would you use water when there's bourbon sitting right there on my kitchen counter oh yeah so we're i'm just gonna do what he does and i'm gonna use bourbon instead of water
0: have you seen the dude at these farmers markets that always has all the bottles of all the different olive yeah, oils and sure. vinegars so he has in there a kentucky whiskey maple syrup that's amazing
1: yeah i bet i
0: i've, I've I've made pancakes and put it on it, and everyone at first go ah, and then they like it. You know, like that hmm. initial whiskey hit. Mm-hmm. Like I think I liked it better than anyone else in the family. And <clears throat> they're like, this is good, but not my favorite. But next you- time you're at one of those events, you should grab a bottle. He lets of that. you
1: try stuff. I wonder Oh if he yeah, let you try that. I just show up with, I show up with my own pancake. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my own band. I heard I about yeah. Stuff.
0: I heard about this. Uh, you just put a you put a, a waffle booth right next to him. That's what <laughs> you
1: do. Exactly. That's what you want.
0: Well, that's awesome.
1: So we'll see. Um, it's going to be a busy day. I got a kid's birthday to do that day, and man, something else. But at any rate, Mike Mike's going to be up there, and Pauline they have a booth at the event because it's the Blackberry Festival and they grow blackberries. And um, you're supposed to have to submit your cobbler for judging by noon, and they announce winners at 3. Cool. So it just sounds like fun. I'm in ketosis. I won't even be able to try it. That's true. I guess I'll try one bite. I
0: (laughs) don't know, man. How many pounds are you down still? Did you put some back on? Mm
1: -hmm. I did. Well, you know, so I was done for a while, and then I got to be a fat fuck again. And now I'm losing again.
0: Jamie and Soap, Soap both lost like ten pounds or something in one week. It's it works, man. Once you're, are they in ketosis? I don't. I can't find my test strips. Uh, I I have them, but I just can't find them.
1: They expire anyway. Hmm. But you. Can yeah, they
0: probably get moisture or whatnot.
1: It says on the packaging once you open it, sixty days. You get a the or They're whatever. cheap, man. They're they're six bucks
0: or something. Yeah. I mean, it's no big deal. So. As I limp to the refrigerator with my 24-inch dreadlocks,
1: I might have you pour me. I'm gonna once this whiskey's gone. I might, when you open maybe your next one, I'll I'm gonna pour just a splash of that in the glass so I can try it. Oh, fucking myself
0: for the for the aspect of taste for science.
1: Yeah, actually, up here, will you see? Oh no, no sorry, wrong side. Behind you covered on the right there's some glasses in, yeah I think there's some glasses in there yeah perfect boom can I pour a little bit out of yeah. your beer man there might be like <laughs> weird camper stuff alright
0: that's all I got so this is the story of lethal lovers
1: lethal lovers my favorite
0: And uh, if my rating's not great on this, (coughs) I had to write this by hand. And uh, yeah, it's a nice IPA. So this is a story of Gwendolyn Graham and Kathy Woods. An additional warning here besides our normal warning, there are some sexual aspects entangled with murder that may be more disturbing than normal. (laughs) It's up to you. You can stop listening now. You won't hurt our feelings.
1: We don't have any feelings.
0: That's a negative thing. So, uh, Alpine Nursing Home in Michigan is where Gwendolyn Graham and Kathy Wood met and worked as nurses' aides. So these are nurses' aides. Gwendolyn and Kathy? Yes. So
1: we have uh, some... some same-sex, nurses' aides, lovers, in a nursing home in Michigan? Not at first. Not at
0: first. They became lovers in 1986. Uh-huh. They were facing charges for murder only two years later. They were charged for smothering five elderly patients as part of their lover's bond. Wood's charges were reduced to a plea deal in exchange for her testimony against Graham, and Graham would face first-degree murder charges in Lowell Cafell's 1992 book Forever in Five Days Wood's account as being Graham's pawn are brought into serious question so forever in five days you'll, you'll understand throughout this what uh, how that title of that book came around but uh, you know Kathy Wood kind of played as she was a victim in this and uh it's highly questioned by most most people. Kathy Wood became very devoted to Graham, and Graham was very demanding of her. A turn-on for her was sexual exfil exfiliation, and she was known to put a pillow over Kathy's face during sex, often until she blacked out. Exfiliation? Exfiliation? Oh, exficiate. Exficiation. Ex- Exficiation. yeah. Ah, uh, see, so... I didn't have my computer to fix everything. This is just me writing. So. I got you.
1: Asphyxiation, yeah. It's a, it's a difficult word.
0: So, she, so they're having sex and she's. And yeah, yeah, until she passes out. Yeah. Dude, I, that would freak me out. Yeah. Anytime. I don't think I've ever been choked in the act of. Anyways. <laughs> Often until she blacked out. They made a plan to spell the word murder with the initials of the patients they killed. Their attempt didn't go too well when the first victim actually fought back violently. They had two more... Some
1: poor bastard with an M name. Fuck
0: you! And just starts kicking their ass.
1: Instead of picking, like, the easiest kill, they're like, Oh, we gotta get an M for murder. Oh,
0: it's an M, so, you know... (laughs)
1: Hey, 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 Maury, come here. (laughs) Over there.
0: They had two more botched attempts... When the surviving patients didn't file charges, they were shocked, and they decided to keep trying. In January 19—I mean, they got three attempted murders right there, and, and no one said a word. In January of 1987, Wood acted as a lookout while Graham held a white washcloth over a patient's face until she was dead, or her nose and mouth until she was dead. Wood witnessed it from the doorway. They were so excited from the murder that they had sex in an empty room in the hospital. Over the next four months, they murdered three more patients and began to brag to colleagues and show off souvenirs they took from the dead, but they all thought it was just a sick joke and they were never reported like they What kind of souvenirs
1: are we talking
0: about? Like jewelry and stuff. Uh, They were stealing, kind of like the Pagalia lady in Italy. She was stealing from patients, doing inappropriate things. And like they're, a couple of different things I read were like they were feeling like they weren't getting the credit for it or something and wanted some kind of recognition. It's weird. It's like, dude, you're murdering people. Shut up. Don't be stupid. Look, this is that necklace from, remember the lady in number 12? No. Shut Dummy. It's like people want to get caught, I don't know. Yeah. Spelling murder became very difficult, and instead they'd be calling each murder a day, referring to the term forever and a day uh, from a poem that Wood wrote to Graham, where it said, I will love you forever and a day. So that's where the title from that book came from. <clears throat> Strangely, they separated around this time um, it's it's stated that um, Graham wanted Wood to, like, kill the next person because she always was the lookout and never did it, and she got uncomfortable, and uh, Graham got a new girlfriend, moved to a different hospital that was mainly for infant care. Um, Wood explains that she got worried that uh, Graham would uh, kill babies. So she called her ex-husband and kind of confided in him and he immediately called the police like you should <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all in all Graham was sentenced to six terms of life imprisonment and Wood got 40 years for the two counts that she was found gu- guilty of her release is actually scheduled for June 6 2021 how old is she? Um, pretty old I don't have it right here but
1: um Is she going to live to 2021? Oh, I think so. Yeah.
0: But there's different reports where she in the jail has said that, you know, she was just pissed that Graham took another lover. So tried to ruin her life and other ones where she said, you know, they never killed anybody. They were all just naturally died. They actually exhumed the bodies and couldn't find any. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's
1: a reason why. They could
0: naturally die that way. So at that age.
1: Yeah be tough to figure it out some
0: crazy uh, crazy story there
1: it's it's always way more intriguing to me when these when people can work in groups or in tandem
0: like, i don't understand the four in australia yeah yeah That's, i mean the this is crazy enough <laughs> you can convince one person but if you can get four people you should be in network marketing don't murder people it's a waste of your time there's money out there <laughs> i mean I, it's really hard to understand those women are all out hmm. those women are all out the four hmm. australians they just like her like no nah, people shouldn't die and they shouldn't stay in prison it's good don't do anything was it bad. really australia yeah the lens hospital l-e-n-s-e i thought it was somewhere in europe sure i could be wrong oh austria yeah not yeah. australia sorry yeah, yeah. you're right well you know when you listen to this podcast you're guaranteed to get the wrong information yeah, it's
1: absolutely 100 true that we are not correct about anything if you care
0: about anything we're talking about fact checking is required <laughs> um, absolutely
1: Nice. That's that's a heartwarming tale. Crazy, huh? Yeah.
0: I'd never heard of that. That was around the time, you know, I was a kid doing kid stuff. I watched the news and stuff. I don't remember ever hearing about that, but there's a ton of stuff you don't hear. There there was just another guy the other day in the news they busted for the same type of thing. Oh, yeah? Killed, I think, at least 20 people. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it... It's weird because it's hard to tell in a hospital cuz you're at your most vulnerable state. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of time you could be someone where they like look at you and like wow, this guy's got a 50/50 chance he could be dead tomorrow. He may that not happens be here. all the
1: time. There's Lots of times. Lots of times when all of us nurses and doctors look at a patient and say that person's gonna be dead in a few hours, and we get it wrong, and they live for days. To day. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and that's great. We haven't talked about um, <clears throat> Kristen Gilbert yet. I I, uh, I gotta revise that because there's so much information there. I actually did read the book about her mm-hmm. through Audible, so I listened to the book. It's the same thing. Um, but the same guy that. Uh, was involved in Michael Swango, mm-hmm. like when this Kristen Gilbert thing happened. They called him. Did you ever listen to that uh, attachment I sent you? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, you got to listen to that interview. That guy's amazing. He's like the this is the prosecutor. No, the FBI agent the in charge of like medical serial killers. We talked
1: about it, yeah.
0: Yeah, like he calls them MSCs. They have an acronym for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, very interesting. Just, I got to get his book. I think it's called. His book is called Behind the Murder Curtain. Yeah. So I um, literally don't have anything else,
1: dude. So that we we, got, we covered some good stuff. Every time I, you know, because so the the drug one of the big drugs that Swango and gotta try this. and um, Charles Colin was the nurse.
0: Tom Collins?
1: Yeah, maybe. I thought it was Charles. It was or definitely Colin. Was
0: Colin a, is that Collins. It's Tom It's a Stephen co- King
1: character? It's a cocktail also.
0: That's uh, a Tom Collins. <laughs> you fucking prick.
1: <laughs> so, you know, one of the drugs he used was, was uh, succinylcholine, and I have occasion to grab that, and I actually I used succinylcholine a few days ago, actually. And every time I grab it, man, I think of these guys. It's the paralytic, you know, where...
0: Oh, yeah. Does it doesn't make, you make it, it, What's that? You, you put it before they intubate them. Uh-huh, yeah. So if you aren't intubated, you don't breathe. Yeah. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it stops you Well, from that's the
0: skin chasers were doing that, too. Skin chasers? The guys that were in in the ambulances where they were... Yeah, yeah uh, terrible. Well,
1: so succinylcholine metabolizes really quickly. Like, minutes. Oh, wow. So... It, it doesn't show up in autopsies and stuff. That's why that's why people have chosen to use it. I think they can detect it now, but it's not commonly tested for, and it's hard to detect. So, at any rate, yeah, we we give it when we're right before we intubate someone and they stop breathing and stop moving, and um, yeah, they, they, at that point, you either have the doctor either has to succeed at getting the tube down their windpipe. And if the doctor fails, then they have to give it a step, take a step back, and someone has to bag the person with uh, BVM. Um, and, you know, that's just an artificial way of breathing yeah. for them. And But the doctors are good at it, and typically they get it right in.
0: I don't think I would do well under that pressure. Yeah. You it's... know, people are like, "Hey, yeah, you know, I'm thinking to remodel the bathroom. Sure, I can help you with that. I'm not like, if I fuck this tube up, this fucking guy's going to die. <laughs> Don't fuck it up, Cole. <laughs> I, that's hard pressure, man.
1: You'd be amazed what you can get used to. Yes. Um, I have never intubated someone, but I intubated a mannequin once. <laughs>
0: nice. I,
1: I, did pra- I did practice it on a mannequin. But there's never a scenario in an emergency department where a nurse would do that. Uh, typically, in an ambulance, paramedics do it. And in a hospital, doctors do it or occasionally the respiratory therapist will do it. But, yeah, it, it's, it's a trip. And every time I grab succinylcholine, so when the doctor is intubating and And the respiratory therapist is there ready to administer artificial breaths. The nurse is the one doing meds. And so um, giving succinylcholine is something that I occasionally do. And I did it a few days ago. And, uh, God, I think of those guys every time. You just can't not.
0: Yeah, it's nuts. What's the oath you have to take as a doctor?
1: Hippocratic oath. And I don't know it. But I know, yeah, I don't know it. It's a do-no-harm thing, though. That's part of it.
0: Wow. I don't know, man. Should we wrap it up? All right. So I would encourage you fellow listeners to check out my YouTube channel. Uh, You hear us talk about making beer and stuff. I I have a YouTube channel called Mr. Cole's Homebrew where I do make beer. Every beer, wine, and cider I make is on there. Uh, We have food episodes coming up um, soon questions or, or opinions anything you want to say to us email us at 84 ounces to freedom at gmail.com that's the number 84 the letter oz the number two and the word freedom at gmail.com we're on facebook we're on twitter um, still not on instagram i hate it uh Thanks for following along with us. Blah blah blah.
1: We're also on grinder.
0: I didn't even know. So I guess Dave has a Has us on the grinder, whatever that is. Now is that like a sausage? Like it's you're grinding the sausage? What I I don't know what it is. <laughs>
1: I think I think they do grind some sausages on grinder. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, we have. Um, we're we're. If you're listening to this, you know we're on. Podcast platforms. Uh, Upcoming beers. The upcoming beers I'm making are for the event in November. I think it's November 10th, usually. The first... Or third. It's the first uh, November. It's the first Saturday in November. So, this year I'm making... It's been determined. A Blackberry Stout called Darth. I'm making... A citrus IPA called Chilbaca, and I'm making a hard soda called Yoda Hard Soda. So, if you want to come there, check it out. I also believe I will have perfected at that time uh, my hard coffee for those of you that show up early, and we will have a full barista setup. Uh, we are on the Patreon. Where is this now? Uh, did I say for five? UK. Okay. Did I say Fort Bragg? I don't remember. It's Ukiah. If I said Fort Bragg, I was lying to you, that would... That's in the that's in that's the spring. March.
1: That's in the spring. We'll try to be there.
0: But definitely Ukiah. I'm gonna and,
1: be... and you have to tune in for the podcast for us to describe the beers for Fort Bragg because you will not be able to hear us in the room where the beer festival occurs. Oh, yeah. It's super loud.
0: <laughs> We're also on Patreon. You can give us some beer money there. Uh, all proceeds will be percent what will be spent 100% on beer or whiskey depending on what keto adventures we're on <laughs> and uh the creepy pasta forum i'm on is a creepy is a uh, uh, it's forum wiki uh, apparently i'm supposed to add the link i don't know if i have or not but if you want to read it for yourself instead of hearing me do a shitty job of my own work you can go there and read it um uh, and if you want to do readings of your own and, and uh, get some different people to do the parts, I almost thought we could recruit Laura, but I didn't. I figured she'd totally do it. If the kids aren't asleep, she's got Aunt Cindy it's there, tough or Aunt Debbie. It's yeah. fine. It's hard being a parent.
1: When when I texted you that we were going to do this tonight, I had um we had a plan, and the plan involved karate coming home. I was gonna give Laura enough time to do her workout, and I was gonna pass her the kids and come out here with you at seven thirty. And then somehow that evolved to where she wasn't working out, and I was making dinner for her mom and her aunt. Uh, Was Cindy here? And and her mom didn't even show up.
0: Oh I was gonna say. And then I forgot
1: to tell you a later time. That's all good. So I apologize. I do
0: not live that far away.
1: Yeah, and you're sort of used to hanging around people that are never on time for anything. <laughs>
0: Everyone's gotten better.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah,
0: it's crazy. I've gotten
1: worse, and she's gotten better.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happens. I guess it's it, it travels.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for listening. If you
0: listened, we'll see you later. Yep, thank you, guys. Cheers.